And the client, with the budget gone, had to kind of 3D print and put together casings of its own. So I felt really bad for the client. Yeah, in the end, he had to pull out something that was, um, um, could have been so much better. Welcome to Stuck in Design, where our founders share candid conversations about design, creativity and business. Let's begin. Okay, hi Terry. So today we have some questions um, more relating to, I guess, your experience at Stuck. Um, so the first question is, um, what was the most memorable project that you've ever done with Stuck? And were there some you know, key lessons that you've learned from it? I mean, honestly, the most memorable project was actually not a client project. It was um, a, a self-initiated project that was done almost, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, it's called Hello Singapore. Um, and it was memorable because the whole team was behind it. At that time, the team was really small. Um, and we had to turn around that project or rather deliver the project um, by National Day, which was like in a, a week or two time. And, uh, and that project idea just came about when having lunch with Zi and we were just chatting about uh, how do we celebrate um, local um, heroes which um, is typically missed out in National Day celebrations. So at the time we were celebrating, I uh, wanted to celebrate uh, the, the, the foreign construction workers that were building Singapore literally. So that project was very memorable for, for me, yeah. It seems as though it, it's quite relevant, especially now, um, you know, or at least from what I've seen online and things like that, there's been greater, um, I guess, general awareness of uh, our foreign workers, uh, especially with the whole um, outbreak. Lah in the dormitory. So yeah, I don't know, do you think it will ever come back? Like as a second round that start initiates? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's good that the the, the, the topic or the, the, the subject matter has gotten a little bit more uh, interest and I think it's brought to surface and light. Um, a lot of things that goes on behind, um, you know, what we see in Singapore. Um, and I think there's a lot more social issues and things that's happening around us that um, we should spend time caring for. So uh, I think that's just the general good thing about it. Um, as to start doing another another project like this, I don't know, because it did take a lot from us, uh, as in like a lot of energy, and uh, a lot of friends came up, came by to help, right? I, I mean, there were like uh, Hello Strangers who set up for the booth uh, in Mary Motion that came down to help Rara. Um, so it was really a cool project. Um, I'm not sure we will still try to do one more exactly like that, but we'll definitely still maybe look out for other projects that uh, at that moment in time when you feel about it um, and you want to use or bring the team, you know, uh, the capability and the capacity of the team to, to do something about it, definitely, I think that would be cool. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, what what made it the most memorable? Was it in terms of um, the amount of effort that was put into it or about the social impact that it was able to bring? Or, yeah, I mean, were there any uh, particular lessons that you were able mm -hmm. to take from that project? Well, I think it was very memorable because um, there was there was no client involved and there was no uh, um, money involved. It was purely from the passion of the team and um, it wasn't um, something that um, was a project that people had to, you know, uh, uh, work on it. You know, it wasn't like you're tasked to, to be working on this project. So that kind of self-initiated passion and, and um, um, kind of willingness and motivation to do something, that energy is kind of um, something you can't replicate. So that was really enjoyable that everyone was um, putting extra time and you know like into the late night where we had to set up um, at like 8pm just to do photo shoots uh, or photo pop-ups 
um, for the for the construction workers at different locations um, was very interesting. And I think it was also a little bit out of our comfort zone because we never did. It was a little bit like a production um, project, right? You you help them take photos, um, you, you print it out, let them send back to their home, like those photo booths. Um, but at the same time, uh, we wanted to communicate a message about celebrating um, uh, this group of people. So then we had to put our website, uh, we got on radio radio shows, you know. Um, so it was a little bit like a production thing that we never was comfortable with. As Also the subject matter also as well. Uh, we never had any uh, experience with, um, uh, you know, going into uh, construction sites or dormitories. We, we, we had nothing, um, preparing us for what we were going to face, like the amount of people as well as um, um, the environment. So we, we just went in blind. Um, and I think that's also something that made it really memorable um, because you are really out of your comfort zone. It, it lets you grow and, and learn and, and uh, understand yourself and your team a little bit better as well. Yeah. So um, on the flip side, um, were there any projects instead that you, know, you were a bit disappointed in or you know, was there a reason as for for this disappointment, and you know how did you then turn it around? Yeah, so I'm spoiled for choice. I got a lot of projects that I think can be better. Uh, okay, disappointed with. Um, I I think there are along the way of yeah along the way there's uh, quite a bit of projects and um, not so much disappointed, but you always feel that they they somehow could uh, be better. Um, but at the same time, there are projects that, that um, um, you were hoping that it would have been um, um, more, maybe because that uh, in terms of impact or in terms of resolution, uh, you, you were hoping maybe that you could push it a little bit more. But um, due to many different I think, reasons and circumstances, um, yeah, things just happen. Yeah, maybe not so much a, a project. Uh, I think um, uh, most projects have their good and bad. Um, but the ones that uh, typically end up slightly more disappointing would be the ones that um, are misaligned in certain ways or that the, the client wasn't too sure about where uh, he wanted to go um, or due to um, kind of unrealistic or rather non-prepared expectations. Uh, I think it's both sides. So um, like for example, we had a project that was really cool. I mean the technology was cool, um, uh, the application was cool, uh, but uh, and and, and um, the client did pay for a full industrial design um, uh, kind of project. So we did manage to uh, finish to a really nice uh, industrial design concept and that was ready to move into um, DFM, which is designed for manufacturing, right? Um, but at that time, because of the quotation of certain partners that he got, he chose one that was um, um, relatively cheaper. Um, but at the same time, because of that, um, the 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 manufacturer uh, or the engineering firm that was in charge with for this manufacturing didn't really work closely with the design firm. Uh, they just took it on and, and eventually they didn't deliver at all. So um, they even breached the contract and did not deliver at all. Um, and the client with the budget gone um, had to kind of 3D print and put together casings of its own. So whatever he spent and did for design, you know, in terms of positioning, uh, color material finishing and actually it's all doable it's just that the, the design for manufacturing phase the engineering firm were, were, didn't really do a, a good job on that in terms of mechanical and um, fitting and housing right um, so I felt really bad for the client um, yeah in the end he had to pull out something that was um, um, could have been so much better um, yeah but I think there's a lot of learning points there I mean um, 
both our client and, and us la, is to ensure that whatever we design and we must ensure to, to help um, um, maybe even let the client know that it's really important engineering and maybe you should budget a bit more for uh, the engineering and uh, DFM um, of course naturally the client has to be comfortable with sharing with you how much budget he has and things like that um, so I think it's both learning curve for, for our, our side yeah. seems as though because it's um, something that seems so out of control of from our consultancy side simply because we've already um, tried our best to put forth these recommendations and then um, the slump comes when it gets handed over um, yeah yeah it, yeah I guess I can see where the disappointment comes in now because as a, as a design uh, house or as, as a designer if you're very disappointed because all the effort that the team has put into to make sure that this uh, potentially has a really uh, uh, kind of selling edge from a design point of view. Uh, naturally, there's many um, considerations uh, about success in, in market, right? But um, you've done your, your due diligence in the design side, but then it didn't get pushed through, then that typically falls quite uh, disappointing, knowing that also your client didn't get the best out of the deal la, in that sense. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's something interesting is that um, uh, we, we still, we are, we're still quite close. We, we WhatsApp each other very often, uh, me and the client. Um, and Knowing his business model now, um, even when he comes to, to start to say that, hey, I've got a project and I would like start to design, I actually sometimes tell him that you don't need start to design. What you can do is you can just get this, you know, uh, components off the shelf, edit it slightly, uh, sometimes even send him the link where to get the components and um, you can save, you know, it's going to cost you like, you know, a few thousand, you can save like, like quite a bit of the consulting fee, right? Um, because his market didn't really need um, as well a full-fledged outright industrial design project um, because his benefit was already um, apparent and his uh, technology is embedded. So <laughs> design, uh, spending too much on that design um, aesthetic might, might not be suitable now. Naturally, I think if he wants to, needs to branch into different kind of, and he's going for project-based um, sales. So looking at his business model, um, it's not that important. His, his bank for buck will be better spent when he spends the money on R&D or on a sales acquisition, you know, things like that, rather than trying to get a very nice casing at this moment in time. Unless his um, clientele starts moving also towards requiring uh, a nice aesthetic and, and even nice aesthetic has a different range. So knowing that, um, it's also through this learning or disappointment uh, in certain uh, parts of his project uh, that along the years we have then discussed and, and kind of been always keeping in contact and knowing uh, his business growth. Therefore, um, being able to just um, help in different ways. It, it seems as though from you know what you've described with this um, particular example, right? It seems like it's quite, a, a, I guess, a good example of a, a good long-term sort of client relationship. Mm. And yeah, I mean, having this, um, what I see to be sort of synergy with your clients, um, have there been any other projects that you think, wow, it, it, was, it, was, it went so smoothly and so well simply because you had this synergy with yeah. your client? Yeah, I think the client uh, wavelength matters. Um, and that's something we learn along the way is to slowly understand um, your team and, or, or if you're an independent designer, understand yourself. Um, what kind of parameters you work with um, and therefore what kind of client suits you? Um, and over the time, we've started to realize that um, um, for Stark, I mean, the positioning and uh, the team dynamic, 
is that we can't deliver a quick turnaround, um, um, affordable industrial design scheme jobs sometimes. And sometimes uh, it's not that we don't want to do it, but sometimes it's also the uh, motivation and the stage of your client requirements, right? Um, so we've, I think the, the, the long story short is that it, it does help us understand what kind of um, client profile and um, I think mindset and client uh, motivation, the reason why they are doing things is very important actually. Um, so other than industrial design, like if you look into um, more strategy work or research work, right? Uh, if, the, if you know right up front that the client was not truly, uh, genuinely interested in um, pushing the, the boundaries or, or the environment or advancing um, his particular um, discipline or area, then typically um, Stark will come in as um, not that useful um, because Stark will always question, right? I mean, as a team, not so much as a company, but I think the people that we have put together naturally questions, why are you doing this and is there a better way to do it? And because of that, then the, the client might find, the client can either find you uh, uh, really um, difficult to deal with because you're always questioning me or, or questioning his team's decision, or he could find you really uh, helpful because it helps him ask the, the critical questions that sometimes uh, they might be so entrenched in it. So I mean, there have been projects uh, uh, like that, um, maybe not naming the clients uh, because some of them are still ongoing, but there has been projects like that that you find that the outcome is drastically much better and the process is much more enjoyable because it's not so much about delivering a, a, a commercial scope project. It's more about the journey of, um, and both sides learn, right? Uh, especially for design firms, which is very interesting. We, we go into so many different subject matter and so different fields that every time it almost is a new learning um, experience. Uh, while for the client is that because you're asking such uh, critical questions, maybe because you also have a fresh eye and you genuinely want to help them advance, um, they also find that they, they learn a lot from you. Then it becomes a very mutually beneficial uh, exchange, even from, let's say, a money per monetary perspective, because they don't feel that, um, you know, it's, it's cool, uh, you got these guys and they're not just, you know, transactional. They're not like, okay, I got this phase or scope done and therefore you pay me this amount. But they gen you can feel that they genuinely care about um, um, his business or his industry or his uh, motivation and agenda. So I think that that's I think that that always has creates a very good synergy of that trust. Uh, and then they will share more information. They also get you on board earlier in certain processes that allows you um, to to work with them to come up with you know um, fundamental questions in the first place before even a project is is scoped out. Yeah. Has so has there actually been any clients whom you know, through the process of maybe um, a few projects together that you've sort of developed a friendship with the client and, mm. you know, if, if so, then how does this affect the working relationship? Mm. Mm. I think there's a lot. I think most of the clients or rather most of the projects, if I'm um, kind of uh, more hands-on on, the, the, the relationship tends to be deeper. Um, and very often, uh, which is not a good practice, right? You, you end up sending uh, WhatsApp messages <laughs> about work, um, but you also end up sending WhatsApp messages uh, just um, slowly over time about different things. And um, that, a very good example is um, we did a project of quite a few years ago, um, and and in the end, it was the same issue that um, through pivoting and understanding their their business a bit better along the way, right? They realized that oh. They couldn't do the design, but they wanted to just roll out certain things in a, 
in a hack together manner. So they did that and they're very successful now actually and they're still hacking things together with the manufacturer side uh, because uh, again it was the same situation where the technology was more important than uh, the packaging. Um, and really the format was very clear so there's no need to redesign format or relook at it. The business model was clear. Um, but recently because um, we are also looking at launching our own products, right? And they are in the product uh, kind of, uh, they are at the other side of the spectrum where they are selling, they are trying to um, get the sales and they've got experience in that. So I've been um, um, talking to them, uh, asking them for advice about what should we do if we are doing our own product and what should be the margins and you know, things like that. Because uh, we, as, as design consultants, we are very good at, at the conceptualization part, understanding a little bit of the strategy and we're good at that. But uh, the actual, uh, roll out of it, I think there's still a knowledge gap. And and it's nice that over time, um, although you don't really do a lot of projects together, but um, the trust has been built and the relationship, and you know that um, their inner compass or the way that they believe or see things, you know, bring value to the market is aligned. So with that alignment, um, you'll keep that relationship. Yeah. Um, it's, it's rare though, I mean, maybe it's an age thing, it's rare to, to start hanging out um, yeah, it's rare to start hanging out. So um, you still keep in contact and you know you can trust this guy and you ping. They also ping us uh, with certain things in mind. Um, but yeah, we don't really go and hang out. Like, maybe it's a stage thing, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, actually, for one of the, the projects, um, that was actually with you, Uh In the end, uh, we kind of like started following each other on social media. Mm. And yeah, it was just, it was, it, 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 it seemed a bit like, oh, it's just like, you know, meeting new people in school. It, it felt the same, probably because they were around the same age. Mm. Um, yeah, then after after a while, then I realised, oh, actually, if they're our clients, uh, should, should, you know, I should I be restraining some information sharing? Because that, you know, now we, we follow each other on social media. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a thought that came by, but it went away quite quickly. Mm. I, I think it's fair and um, it's important. Um, to 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 just know where the line is, but at the same time, um, nothing stopping you from being friends. And even with friends, I, I because it's uh, NDA, right? So a lot of things you just don't discuss because you know the line, like, You know that, um, like for example, with this client, um, um, one of their clients as well. So it was said he had this idea that he wanted to do, and he was asking me how to do it, and if we want, we want to do it. And uh, I already knew that there was a conflict of interest because the, I, we are actually working on another client's work that is similar to his similar technology and then he's thinking of applying in the same industry now. So I just told him that I can't talk to him about this because it's, uh, there's, a, there's a client that we are working with that is similar in this industry. Uh, and he respects that and I think the mature ones typically understands um, your position because they know that you are working in this. Um, and he, I think it's equal. He wouldn't want you to be sharing his things with other people. So he actually knows he can trust you when you tell him that you can't, sh can't share certain things. Um, then as to being friends, I think that's fine as long as when the discussion goes into work or professional subject matter, uh, you just have to keep it professional. Yeah. Okay, so maybe just as a last question, uh, it might be a silly question, um, but knowing that Stuck has, uh, you know, different, has done different projects in different areas, um, but if there was actually only one type of project um, that you think Stuck should do or can do from now on, what do you think it should be? Hmm. Okay, I mean, if you ask me personally, if there's only one type of project that start, 
I would say should do. Uh, it's really hard to choose. I think, uh, okay, I mean, uh, oh, what's that disclaimer first? Is it? Um, or rather, I think we will never be able to do only one type. Okay, I think it's, it's not possible. Um, one is because I think knowing um, Zidon myself, right, we, we are all very um, interested in too many things. It can be a bad thing, right? We're just so interested in too many things. And, and it's, it gets, we get bored when we just do one thing. Um, and I think that's why we are in consulting. Um, and, but that's just a, from a character point of view. Like, and that's why the team is also quite diverse uh, now. And we're all doing all sorts of funny, funny things, right? Um, and so knowing that, I think Stark will never end up doing only one type of project. Um, it's unhealthy as well because I think the world is much more connected now. So you do need a little bit of everything to, to make something work well. So um, I think doing one type is also not healthy. Um, but personally, I'm, I think I'm interested in uh, going into um, start doing more um, community slash social um, slash public good kind of project. Um, it can pay well uh, it, or it, it doesn't have to, but I think the, the, the idea is that if you have a team with interesting capacity or capability, how do you um, use that to create impact? I think that has always been um, what the company is about. But, um, so that, that kind of project will be interesting. Um, maybe using a different kind of angle or different kind of technology or different kind of um, approach to start working on things that's slightly closer to home. Um, that would be nice for, for, for Stark to do more of. Yeah, I think. Hi, I'm Desri and I'm one of the hosts for Stark in Design. We hope our podcast has been helpful in sharing some perspectives on design, creativity and business. So now we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a comment or a DM online wherever you find us with a question and we'll answer them in an upcoming episode. See you next week.